Jill wrote jealous. Welcome to the Baffle Club. Gilly, huge week in news this week. Huge week in baffling news. I wanted to run a couple of headlines by you. See if either of them take you fancy and let's do a bit of a, an unpack. Okay, this sounds a little bit these. fun. <laughs> it could be or it could not be. I'm getting a little experimental here today. Okay, let's go. Okay, so the first news story that's mm-hmm. quite baffling to me, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson dating. Yes, have <laughs> swiped past that on a couple of occasions. I don't actually know who he is. Okay. Oh, God, you you are out of the industry. I forget this you sometimes. You forget I'm not in. But I did do a little Google search and also came back with not a lot. So, okay. You, <laughs> Your research didn't uncover much. Research. Okay, next one. (laughs) Okay, and then the next one, a little bit closer to home for you. Well, your temporary home. Mm. Um, Huge New Zealand potato weighing at 7.9 kilograms could claim the world record. Wow. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. There's a lot happening this week. We're on two ends of the spectrum, both baffling to me i mean one is the size of well double the size of island (laughs) a newborn baby (laughs) um let's go with the potato 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 you feel i love that you feel more comfortable talking about a a huge huge potato than than i do celebrity someone davidson i do want to know who he is though could you give me a quick rundown yeah, he is a comedian. Mm-hmm. He is a cast member on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And he has had a string of very high-profile girlfriends, including being engaged to Ariana Grande at one point. Most recently was dating the star of Bridgerton, that Phoebe girl, the, uh, the main yep. girl. Like the guy has got game and everyone's a little bit baffled by it because now he's dating Kim Kimmy Kardashian K. of all people. And, you know, he's quite he's quite gangly. Like he's got he, – he's the guy who they coined the BDE mm. term around. Now you're familiar <laughs> with BDE. I mean it was very much in the headlines for, for – I am so out of touch. I feel like I've been disconnected for too long. I think we're just going to go with this one because yeah. I need to educate you. Yeah, Here's a quick you can education. Up, you can look up the potato in your own time. Okay. It's, there's pretty much nothing more to it than it's just <laughs> fucking huge. So, yeah, he's... He's he's done some maybe kind of like problematic things after his breakdown with the breakdown of his relationship with Ariana Grande. I think he maybe was not doing so well. And I think he has struggled with anxiety and drugs and things like that. And his dad was a firefighter in 9-11 and died. Oh, so he's got oh. he's got a little bit of 
a little bit of trauma there, but yeah. somehow has snagged Kim Kardashian and the whole and world's like, hmm? But the thing is, haven't they went on two dates, two nights in a row is what I read. Also, she has been following the story. She has been following. <laughs> Look, I'm up to date. I'm up to date. Um, but people are still kind of questioning whether it's romantic or not. Yeah, if you follow Dumois on Instagram, there's a lot of conjecture there over whether it's a publicity stunt because, you know, if you want to get seen, you go out with Kimmy K. So is he promoting something? Uh, Like what's going on? But they met on Saturday Night Live when she hosted there and now she's going out to Staten, his native Staten Island. They're having private dinners there. So everyone's just kind of like waiting for the other shoe to drop for them to be like, lol, this is all a big prank. Or it could be the the, the baffle moment of the century and they're actually in love. Also very quick for her to move on, might I add. Or has she kind of – well, she's not been into Kanye for quite a while. I feel like your grandmother talking to you about like, oh, it's a little bit of (laughs) – It's a little bit soon. Like they announced their divorce I think at the beginning of the year. Okay. It's been – by Hollywood standards – it's, it's actually a, been quite it's at been a, a decade pace before she's before she's moved on to the next person. I just okay. can't imagine Kanye's thrilled that she's moved on to skinny little comedian from Staten Island. But I'm here for the drama. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks and for the education is, this morning. There's your 101. <laughs> Go and tell Jono about it. He'll be like, who? <laughs> who? What? When? <laughs> My girl, my girl, my girl, what is your baffle moment this week? I had a car accident yesterday. Oh, I'm so boppy and upbeat. Oh, my goodness. I almost died. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. Oh, no. Lily. Yeah. Yeah, so my baffle moment, to be specific, is... I'm baffled by the woman who caused my car accident. Yes. So you weren't at fault. Let's be. I wasn't at fault, which I know might come as a bit of a shock to I have been in the car with you before. (laughs) Very confident on the road. Very confident driver. And I, I don't know, as I've gotten older, I've become even more of a cautious driver Mm. I don't know why I think it's just part of my anxiety rearing its head I just the roads I just feel like every time I drive Sydney as well Sydney roads are a whole other beast like yeah I get I when I came and visited you last and I jumped in the car like coming from you know northern New South Wales coastal town very chill to to big city and and you're you know the way that you changed lanes the way that you i remember we went down that street and there was like roadworks you're like what's going on reversed up the whole street like with such vigor and confidence so you say cautious but (laughs) i got my wits about me (laughs) you know what's going on Right. Well, I didn't know what was going on yesterday mm. when I was driving through a set of green traffic lights, green for me, and out of the out of my periphery, my left-hand side, a woman ran 
a red light and I was able to brake a little bit because I could see her speeding through, but I still connected with her car and it was just, I I went into a full-blown state of shock. It was so awful. Thankfully, she wasn't really hurt at all, which could have been really awful because I hit her, you know, the driver's side of the car. Yeah. But thankfully I hit her front wheel. Um, was she but turning? We both, like were you heading straight through the light? Like I was a heading green straight light? through the light, a green light heading north. She yep. was heading east. So – and it was an intersection. So she was going that way. I was going – Yeah, full collision. Straight on. And, you know, I'm just so bad in in oh. <laughs> these trauma situations. I pulled over my car. She couldn't drive her car and she got out and I immediately asked her, are you okay? Are mm. you physically hurt? Even I was crying. I was shaking. I just was not dealing with the situation at all. And she was, a, was maybe in her 60s, a, a smaller woman, so I was – just really wanted to make sure that she was okay. okay and yeah. her reaction was just, she was nonplussed. She was like, oh, yeah, that happened. I was like, you you know, you do real, like I was very worked up because I was shaking from head to toe. Yeah. I, I said, you you do realise you've just run a red light. Oh, did I? Oh, oh. like no admission. And my in my head I'm thinking if that was me, I've just, I'm in the wrong. I've just run the red light. I have just narrowly avoided like a very serious accident because thankfully on, on my end, there was no car behind me. Yeah. Because if I, you know, bro- ran into her and a car was directly behind me, it would have been a full awful. Yeah. And if I was in the wrong there, I would have been beyond apology it just baffled me that she was just so casual about it Mm. had no real understanding of the severity of what had just happened and what she could have just caused and I'm thinking hun you could have just killed like a lot of people what and you just not even apologize she didn't ask me if I was okay I was just not not coping with her reaction and then I didn't know what to do. I called Oscar, my fiance. He said, you've got to call the police. The police came and because I have a pre-existing health condition that, mm. I, you know, I was I was standing up. I was completely fine, but the seatbelt had pulled really tightly across my chest and my abdomen. Because of a pre-existing health condition, they got the ambulance to come. <laughs> I felt oh, a bit you embarrassed. Were, <laughs> you were the one, you were like that kind of patient that walks like walks into the ambulance, like full, no, I, I, full upright, but like, goodbye, everyone. I'm checking into the hospital. <laughs> yeah. I, cr- I crossed the road oh, unassisted and got into the ambulance. In. <laughs> and the guilt that I felt, I mean, there these two um, Ambos, these two young girls, I just felt so guilty because – you know, they've probably just come off the worst two years of their life dealing with COVID. Mm. And I'm like, I feel a bit I'm funny just not feeling tummy. so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Could you take me to ER? I'm just not, not feeling myself. No, they did. They did. Oh. <laughs> oh, but I think, I'm not even. I think it's important <laughs> for you to go to hospital and get checked out. 
I'm just so totally stunned by her. I I was always taught growing up never say sorry when you have a car accident because it immediately puts you um, to blame. Um, right. But in that scenario, and that's in a that that's in a case where you know you don't know who whose fault it actually is. But when she blatantly ran a red light mm. and there's a full collision and it's a hundred percent her fault, she's to blame. I just don't understand she, why. Yeah. It it was like clearly you're in the wrong and she wouldn't admit that. But then it was also the fact that she didn't ask how I was. Mm. I just found that like from a from a like human decency point of view, what has happened to our society? Just check we don't in. Ask after a car accident, regardless of if you're in the fault or not. Like I wasn't yeah. in the fault and I asked if she was okay. Like, what's missing? Mm. What's missing here that you don't ask someone, are you okay? Are you hurt anywhere? Even just like your emotional reaction, if you were really upset and she maybe was a bit shocked by it and didn't get emotional. But if mm. that other person is emotional and upset, you'd say, is everything okay? Or, you know, are Nothing. you all right? Nothing. And I have no doubt that she herself was probably in a fair amount of shock and maybe that was just her coping. Her coping with it. Like I'm a highly emotional person, so it made total sense that I was like crying. Oh, you were gonna break down. Like, like you were <laughs> In fact I was already crying. In, in car, fact I was crying I was just <laughs> pre pre collision. I, I was listening to Sam Smith, um, and yes. I was already weeping, so, so. <laughs> The accident just fueled that. (laughs) But what? But I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I'm just so. It's you know happened less than twenty four hours away, and I'm still just shocked Mm. at at that kind of reaction. Like, I feel like strangers let you down a lot in lots of different circumstances. And don't trust people. I'm trying to think of different times where people haven't quite met the mark in terms of because you don't expect people to go above and beyond. But you do expect a common kind of, you know, respect. Human decency. Decency, yeah. And a a check-in, definitely a check-in. Or I think sometimes – and sometimes you base it on your own um, instinct in terms of what you would do. So it's like if you – you would definitely ask if someone's okay. So you kind of expect the same in return. And the only thing I can think of off the top of my head right now is – it's such a mum story and I'm so aware that it's a mum story but when we're at the park we went we walked down to this new park the other day at the end of our street and a little boy came up to Freddie when he was on the slide and just put his face in front of Freddie's face and he was an older boy so he was probably about four and a half and Freddie's two and a half and he went up in Freddie's face and just went and was like scared scared him and then kind of was like physical but not in a hitty bitey kind of way but physical like touching him and like you know like kind of messing messing him about a bit on the slide and freddie had just come down the slide and he he was freddie was looking at me as sort of oh what do i do and i don't know in that scenario if freddie is ever because kids aren't perfect and they don't especially toddlers they don't know when they're you know offending hurting or upsetting another child necessarily but he was a bit of an older boy and freddie looked at me and i thought in that scenario i'd just be like i'd probably shoot the mum a quick look and say so sorry first and then head over to freddie and say 
hop off the slide. We don't do that. Do not get up in his space. Like leave him alone. And yeah. the mum, but the mum just kind of stood there and was like, "Oh, don't do that. That's not nice." But you've got no control. Like, like you've got no control <laughs> no. over her reaction, no. and you don't know her, so you can't. I mean, this probably goes into our episode from last week like the people pleaser like we don't want to offend people but like in that moment what you really want to do is dress this woman down and say hey listen hey I'm sorry i'm gonna need a bigger reaction from you this isn't okay um, he just he just was a dinosaur in front of my child's face and then went on to attack him um can i get you like a bit of restraint and can you put your kid in cuffs or something <laughs> gonna be need to be taken away and Freddie, I think the thing is in those circumstances, it's like the other person isn't to blame. Like you in the car accident incident, you weren't at fault at all. So no. like you want someone else to step in. And then it is so lovely when, when strangers do help out, you know, and they yeah. well, there go was, above. There were quite a few um, people walking along the sidewalk mm. and in particular I do want to shout out a young man who had the most beautiful head of curly hair that I've ever seen and I mm. didn't I wasn't really in the headspace to tell him that it was but did notice <laughs> I did notice I did clock it his name was Johnny he was picking up his dry cleaning and he came over to me and he asked me if I was okay and Thank he you, was Johnny. the kind of reassuring voice that I needed while I was in a bit of state of shock and he gave me his phone number and he said look I've seen everything that's gone down if police are coming here's my number i can give a statement to verify that we all just needed johnny ran there we needed johnny and i was like johnny i love you <laughs> for starters that would have made you more emotional though i think because it would have been like oh, sw- he water. swooped swooped in <laughs> i'm thinking about messaging him but i don't know if that's overstepping the boundary, no 100 percent kind of do want to send him a message and just say I'm sorry if this is inappropriate, but I just want to thank you so much for being so kind in that moment and I really appreciate it. And, you know, the police ended up coming and they were able to get statements and they ascertained Mm. that this woman was in the wrong and I gave them Johnny's number and they're like, look, I don't think we're going to have to call him because we can clearly see what's happened here. But everything was all okay in the end. It could have been way worse, but I'm just kind of like hung up on this woman and her reaction but I think the takeaway here is what even when it comes to driving or just situations in life you have no control over what other people do so just be very careful when you're driving on the roads stay safe driving for another 12 months and (sighs) just be strong in your own convictions and always like you know move forward with kindness even if the stranger that you're interacting with isn't showing you the same kindness. You can't ever be faulted for being kind. So I'm, I don't regret asking her if she was okay, even though she fucked me up. (laughs) Well, thanks for sitting down to chat with me today, Lisa. It's so hard to call you Lisa. It's so formal. (laughs) It's so hard to look at you this week because your microphone is broken. So she's manually holding it up and I can't see a face. It's just a huge circle. You look like Mr. Wilson from Home Improvement. Mr. Wilson. Well. Is that his name? Or just Wilson. Anyway. Wilson. Anyway, side note. Um, 
Thanks for tuning in this week. As always, we would so appreciate you giving us a follow um, over at Baffle Club Podcast. Did I get it right? Yeah. (laughs) And you can follow me at Jilly Rochellis. You can follow me at Lisa Kaham. Thanks for sticking around for episode 14. Mm. Can you believe it? We're here. Uh, We will be back again next week. Love your support. We'll chat to you then. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.